covering, uh, as usually what we do every week, the Parsha, the, the portion of the week, uh, and also Purim. We know that this Wednesday night is the holiday of Purim. If we will have the whole understanding of Purim, we can actually tap into this holiday and get the energy we need. Because just doing it without knowing why will get us into places where we're doing it, like we did all of our life. But then if we're not tapping to the meaning of everything, we don't truly get benefit from, from that energy. And for that reason, the best way to start understanding Purim and understanding everything about spirituality, we have to go back in time. Where we have to go back in time? To the first human. The only way we can understand fully what's going on in the spiritual world is we're dealing with the first human. The first human were Adam and Eve. But unfortunately, there is so much misconception, misunderstanding about what happened. We usually attempted to understand that the whole idea there has to do with, you know, some two people created by God. There is a serpent there convincing you to eat the wrong food. You're eating it. And then you're a sinner. Shame on you. And then religion came about. Then religion make everybody feel guilty. And that's why you have to come to me. So the rabbi call you in. The priest call you in. The Hindu, what else left? The Muslim. Everybody come in. Come in. Don't you feel guilty? You know? You know, there's a joke, what's the difference between a Catholic mother and a Jewish mother? You know that joke, right? I told it to you, right? So the Catholic mother, you know, said to her son, if you don't finish the food, I'm going to kill you. A Jewish mother said, if you don't finish the food, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Different type of guilt. You know, in the end of the day, it's a guilt. You know, it's all about guilt. And we don't want it to come from a point of guilt because it's not exciting. I mean, it's exciting for a moment because you're afraid what's going to happen. But eventually, you don't reach your full potential if you're always afraid. Fear is good because you give some respect to the person or to the place, but it feels all what we have, it, it's going to fall apart. It's not going to last. For that reason, the wisdom of Kabbalah that was created about, established 2,000 years ago, but created 4,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago by Abraham, and 2,000 years ago by the Zohar, by the book of the Zohar. And then step by step, it was more clear and more clear because as you study that wisdom, it's like a layers. You remove one layer, another layer, and we want to look for the truth. And we know that the Kabbalists are not into to please people, to make them agree with, with them. Kabbalists always have been people that should just say the way it is, what exactly happened. And that's why many people push them aside. Eh, I don't want those people around. So I'm going to read from the first book, written actually by Rabbi Yudah Ashlag. And when he wrote this book, actually, he had a lot of problems. Avashtag had a lot of problems after he wrote this book, 1922. It was before the... the, the uh, the two war, the two world war, and he wrote it, and he told people, hey, listen, I see in my vision that there is a war coming to Europe, you know, and he tried to tell people, hey, listen, you better wake up and make some change about the way you study spirituality. You cannot study spirituality just a religious way. You have to grow up to understand the why. And when he wrote that, many rabbis, because he's Jewish, he's a Jewish rabbi, ultra-Orthodox, and many rabbis went against it. Now they call him a tzaddik. After he died a long time ago, that's the tradition of humanity. Somebody died, oh, let me tell you he was a great man. Why? Because it doesn't bother you anymore. Okay? But when he's alive, he's no longer a good man because he's competition to you. But when he's died, oh, what a great man. That's easy. You go to the grave and you say, whoa, here, I just came to make sure he's, he's down six foot under, you know, that make sure he's, he's down the earth. I know it sounds funny to you, but it's serious in the religious world. You think the religious world is always kind, and, and me with Yamaka telling you that, and all this and that, but I have to tell you that there is a meaning to everything, and we're starting. Let's start. 
Ravash like it started like that. If you truly want to understand what happened in Garden of Eden, what happened with Adam and Eve, we need to understand something about what is a human being. And he writes like this. I will read in Hebrew and then I will translate, okay? Betrichim nadar tov shel bet minuneh abirurim anoagim etzlenu. There is two types of sifting that we're supposed to do as human. Berura echad nikar berur tovera. The first sifting, the first clarification, is to make a difference between good and bad. Berura bet, the second sifting or the second clarification, is between emet veshekel, truth or false, or truth or lies. So as a human being, we were given that gift of ability to know the difference between lie and truth and between good and bad. Shashem itbarach, that the Creator, blessed be He, it is giving the every human being their, that ability to do the sifting, to do that sifting. So we as human beings was, were giving a gift, and our gift is to know the difference between good and bad. That's not a gift. Let's, let's understand why is it a gift or what we're supposed to do with it. It's almost like feeling bitter or sweet. That we're pushing away the bitterness because it's bad for me. And when it's sweet, I get it closer to me. For example, if you take the cacao, you take the, 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 uh, the way they make chocolate. I don't know if you know that. But before it's coming from the trees, I don't know if you know that, those seeds. You ever saw a, ca a cacao fruit? Inside there is a seed. Cacao, am I saying it correctly? The seed itself, the seed itself is actually bitter. I don't know if you, most of you know. It's bitter. It has to be, uh, whatever you call it, fertilized, like for, for seven days, at least seven days, I think, if I'm not mistaken, falling from the tree, and then you roast it, and then there is a flavor called the chocolate. I mean, the Swiss, they add milk and sugar to it. They call it chocolate. Truly, it was not like that. It was cacao and sugar. That's why the Spain, if you know the, 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 the people from Spain, took it from Mexico. A lot of people don't know in Mexico there is a lot of tradition of chocolate. People think it's Swiss, because Swiss chocolate sounds better. But it's because Swiss have to add milk. You add milk and sugar to it, you call it Swiss chocolate. But the truth, no, no milk. Sugar, there. The poor people in Mexico eventually add corn to that, because they didn't have money. So instead of just cacao, you add corn. It's the same thing, it looks the same. It's just you don't know it's actually corn. You know, a, if you want the best chocolate, always remember, for Mexico. Always for Mexico, but if you can get it, the raw one. If you can get this one, ah, then, you, then you're lucky. Most people think the chocolate, oh, Swiss chocolate, not true. So sweet or bitter, the reason I, I remember that because I, I talk about sweet or bitter, that we're pushing away whatever is not dear to us, and we get closer whatever makes me happy. And this is... The same happening with the minerals, with vegetables, with animals, okay? So all of those creation eventually come to our full potential. The reason we have those ability to make a sifting between good and bad, so we can get to our goals. Now, so the human, what makes the human different than minerals, vegetables, and, and animal? So God give us something called the brain. What is the brain different than animal? That, that the human being, normal human being, not people who become sick, 
push away lies, almost like they want to throw up every time they hear lies, and get closer to something real. You know, you meet somebody who you know lie all the time, and they talk to you, let's say, about business, and they want to impress you. No, they go to that one of the restaurants on their drive, and they have the walk, and they have the talk, and they're sitting there and tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Gurnish, there's nothing going on, nothing going on. And you know they did it to another 20 people before you. How much you enjoyed the, the lunch? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, very good. You want to finish that lunch because there's a lie. But if you meet somebody who's for real, you know, for real, hey, the track record is, look, it's all about track record. Yeah, the track record is good. So what do you do? I enjoy the meeting because it's truth. It's something going on. But it's a lie, lie. The call to elet so that sifting by the brain of human being calling the difference between truth or force. It's only within the human. The vegetables cannot do it. The minerals cannot do it. The, the animal, no, nobody can do it beside human being. Truth or force is only human being. So what about animal? I mean, they, the dogs uh, look at you, they doesn't like you, they attack you. What, 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 what is he seeing? Well, dogs work from reflex. It's sense. It's sense thing. We no longer sense thing. We no longer sense. We are only, you know, we are only going by truth or false, based on the track record. And, you know, based on that, we're developing an opinion. You, yeah, I'll let you have time to ask a question in a second. What, what happened that the human being is different? What happened to the human being is different? It all began with the snake. Now we're going back to the snake. So you go like this. Let's understand Ormat Anachash. What did the snake did? What did the snake did to Adam and Eve that is actually affecting us in such a way that we lost those sense? Because some people say, I have intuition. Intuition is not an achievement. So what if you have intuition? Intuition means that you're right about this moment. When you feel somebody and you feel the negative, the only negative at that moment. In five minutes, it might be positive. And you're going to miss it because you have uh, intuition. So what? My dog have intuition too. Intuition has nothing to do with that. You know? Intuition. There's many psychic out there. I have intuition. You have intuition. Good for you. But intuition will not solve the next day. It will solve now. In now, I will know about people. But tomorrow, I might be wrong. It's not true all the time. So it's like this. What happened with the snake? God tell Adam and Eve, don't eat from the tree of knowledge. It wasn't a, a, a cacao. It wasn't, so it wasn't a cacao. It either was wheat, it either was grapes, or it was fig. Remember that. Those are the three options. Most probably, either wheat or, or uh, 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 grapes. That's why on Shabbat, we do challah and wine. It's on Shabbat. Even the, the Catholic or the priest, they do this little, I don't know, the biscuit. And the, and the wine, I don't know the name, there's like little wafer. round biscuit. What do you call it? Wafer. Wafer, yes, yes. It's like a biscuit and, and, a, and a wine. This is also, it's all about the wheat and the grapes. Okay, the original sin. So what happened? What happened? It say that the snake went to the woman. And the woman was never told by God not to eat from the tree of knowledge. He only told the man. What do you want from her? So he went to her to fool her, to manipulate her. And what is he telling her? Say, listen, even God say, don't eat from all the tree in the garden. Okay? 
Let me tell you, if you eat from this tree, it's okay. She answered back and she answered the truth. He said, God never say don't eat from the whole garden. He just said don't eat from the tree of knowledge. Now don't forget, before the sin, Adam and Eve were like minerals, vegetables, and animals. What is minerals, vegetables, and animals as? Senses. No knowledge. Remember, there's a big difference between knowledge and senses. Senses are the highest level, meaning you know. You don't understand why, but you know. It's not know as intuition or psychic and blah, blah, blah. It's more knowing you connect to that. You know that path is wrong, that path is right, but you don't know why. You don't, you don't have the knowledge yet. That's why it's called tree of knowledge, good and bad. It was giving to them through the snake. The snake tried to push on them. Why don't you have knowledge? Knowledge is an important thing in life. But knowledge is one step down. Because when you know, you, we are knowing right now I'm in LA. If I close my eyes, I'm not in LA. I can be any place I want. So what's more limited? Opening my eyes or close my eyes? Opening my eyes. Because the senses went to under symptom. They went to under contraction. I'm no longer have the ability that I was born with. I lost that ability. The ability I was born with was like minerals, animals, and vegetables. But of course, even that, after the scene, even that went down. I don't want to confuse it too much, but I have to bring that point because it's taking us to an, another level. So, the snake was able to convince Eve to eat from the tree of knowledge, and then she shared it with her husband. Why did she share it? What was the mistake of Eve then? The mistake of Eve was not the first bite, it was the second bite. First bite, it's a mistake. We're all, we all going to do that. Let's say somebody steal money. First time stealing money. You know, he didn't know maybe the money is, is, is forbidden to steal. Maybe, maybe he didn't know a lot of what he does. So he started taking, taking, taking. Then he realized stealing is wrong. He stopped stealing. So you're never going to be judged for the first wrong thing you're doing. But second, ah, it's a problem. That's one explanation. Second explanation, the first bite, do you have a desire for something you never had? Can you develop a desire? You can. Can you have a desire for something you never had? Impossible. If you go to ice cream shop, whatever your favorite ice cream shop, and there is a new flavor. The new flavor called chakaputu. What is chakaputu? No idea. I don't know. It's called chakaputu. Chakaputu, very nice. It's a little bit white with brown, something on top. You have no idea what's going on. What's the flavor of that thing? I have no idea. How much desire I have for that thing that I don't know what it is? Zero desire. When is desire being developed? After the first time I test it, and then second, after it's been taken away from you. Let me repeat. Desire can only build after something will be taken away from you. You don't have a true desire while you have it. While you have something, there is no desire. There is no desire. One thing you lose when you have it is desire. When people say, I want, I want more, then you have to lose more. I know it's shocking for you a little bit. You don't want love until you lose love. You don't want money until you lose money. You don't want pride until you lose pride. Everything has to be given to you, first flavor, then take it away from you. Now you want it. If it was never in your domain, then you cannot want it. Sometimes people come to me as a coach and say, oh my God, I lost $300,000 this year. So are you ready to make 600? Yo, fix the 300. So I'm not a fixer. I can only teach you how to vision 600,000 right now. If they go with it, immediately. I have a gentleman here. It's a shame he's not here tonight. He's far away. And with him, he came to me, I remember, about five years ago. 
to me, oh my God, Eliyahu, the business is like that, da, da, da. And I said to him, you know, every businessman has to have a number that's called imaginable and doable. I think I, I, most of you who did coaching would remember that. The doable number is what is 18% above what you did last year. The imaginable number is a different number. It has to do with the subconscious. And that's when people come to it, they've got to fix that. And it's not just with money, because money, in the end of the day, well, what money could that do? Buy you think you like. But money cannot make you happy. Very simple. Very simple. Money can buy you things that make you happy. But money, why is money doesn't make you happy? Because happiness is a feeling. Money is a physicality. Physicality cannot turn in feeling. It cannot. I mean, is that bad to be uh, rich? No, it's wonderful to be rich. You go on your private jet. I went with this gentleman to, what do you call that? Play Vell, Colorado. There's a place, very small airport. So he's traveling. And the guy's miserable. Great guy, but miserable. He has it all. And he asked me, Eliyahu, I have it all, why am I not happy? I said, have it all doesn't make you happy. Happiness is you're going to work on different muscle. It's more about the character. It's not about the outside. It's not about the outside. You've got to work the character. The character doesn't happen when you're working about what you're going to get. Character only been built with what you're going to make a difference in the world. That's how you build your character. That's why a lot of time parents come to me and say, my kid is not growing, it's not happening, what's going on? So how do you build the kid's character? What is this kid's thing to give? You only think about how he's going to get car from you, how he's going to get college education, from, how he's going to receive. You're killing his character. You're killing his character. To build the character, the person has to make sure, what am I doing for the world? So here, Ravashlag has revealed to us a very important secret. The first bite of Eve was not considered a sin. Even God told Adam not to do that. Because the first bite, she does how much desire she had for the tree of knowledge. No desire. She never tested before. So now when she ate it, what happened to her? Now she wanted it. That's good. This ice cream flavor, kachaputu, sounds good. I want in a second bite. Now we're talking about tikkun. Now we're talking about correction begin. Your correction begin after the first time. Now it's a test. Are you going to do it again? Are you going to do it? You know, are you going to let your ego shine and insult somebody in public, even you know it's wrong? Even you don't enjoy people doing it to you. Hold on, hold on. So what is the tree of knowledge exactly? And I'm about to explain to you about the tree of knowledge. What is exactly the tree of knowledge? So the tree of knowledge basically represent, the tree of knowledge represent the concept of how God created the world. When we think about how God created the world, I would like to give you some introduction. And I was very, it was very difficult for me to prepare this lecture because I say there is a lot of profound subject that I have to share because Purim is coming. And in the other end, I was worried people would not fully understand that. But I need to share it with you. The way that God created the world, he created only one thing. That was one thing and last thing. It's called desire. When you say God created something, he didn't create. He created one thing. Desire. Because within God, there is no desire. God doesn't have a desire. He doesn't want anything. So what he can create? Desire. That's it. That's the beginning and the end of everything. Now, that desire was a strong desire. Let's say, I want to give you 10 points. What type of desire you need to have to have a connection with me? A desire to receive 10 points. I create somebody to receive 10 points for me because I want to give 10 points. So I am God. I'm creating a person who can receive 10 points. So God basically created, created a force called the vessel. You don't have to memorize that. And that vessel was called the endless vessel. 
endless vessel, meaning it received endlessly. And the light was calling the endless light. The God force called Ensof, meaning endless light. Now you have a unification of two of the forces together. It's called Uvesh Echad. He and his name are one. Unbelievable unification. So what happened? What are we doing here? It doesn't seem like you get everything you want right away. What happened? Well, that desire, that aspect called the desire, the first creation, that was the first creation. What was that desire made from? It was made from light because it was only light. Again, those of you who not understand those terms, think about creator. Think about the creator is basically is the endless light, is being endless energy, endless giving. Create something that will be endless vessel, endless receiving. The brain of a human being cannot fully understand what means endless receiving because usually receiving has a limitation in it. You have to remember that. So try your brain, if your brain can go far, try to understand what means receiving from outside. You understand? Instead of the vessel receiving from here, it's a ball that receives from the outside. So it's endless receiving. Smaller you are, more you receive. I know everybody want to be a big shot. No, big shot meaning you're receiving less. Small, you receive more. I know, I know it's confusing, but just keep it in your mind. So that original desire, what happened? It's made from light too. Now it doesn't want to receive. I don't want to receive. If I don't want to receive because I'm like God, I'm like the creator, what happened? There is something called symptom. You don't have to memorize it. Symptom means contraction, meaning contract. The vessel contracts and says, I don't want to get it. And that contraction called contraction A. That part, so what do you do with the, with the receiving force? What do you do with it? You hide it. It's hide. You no longer talk about it. It's hide. So that was the first creation, what we call barait olamo bebidat adin. That's, that's called the first creation. It, it, we cannot go into a lot of details because it will take me about another hour, and I don't want to keep you here for too long because I want you to have a little fun with the lecture like I do every week. But tonight, because it's Purim, I'm going a little bit deeper. So that, that force that called Tzimtzum uh, Aleph is hiding in It's hiding in a different place because if you reveal that desire empty, it looks bad. So what do you do? You keep it till when? Till the Messiah will come. Why till the Messiah will come? Because you need a force that draw that light all the way from above and connect to the Creator. Because what's the problem? What exactly the problem with that aspect? Why do we have to hide it? Because we, if you're not hiding it, it will be empty. It will run empty all the time. And when it's running empty, it's depressing, it's sad, it's panic attack, it's all the problem exists in the world. So what do you do? You just hide it. So are we gonna get energy? How I'm going to be happy. I'm going to get something. You take that aspect, you take that aspect that's called the desire, and you start fixing it every day. Every day you fix a little bit. You try to be nice when you don't want to be nice. You try to smile when you don't want to smile. You know, with no agenda, just to give, give, give. It's called chasadim. And we try to work at that. And that's called simtumet. That's called second contraction. It's when I take that little de desire and elevate it to a higher level called Bina, B-I-N-A. That's basically the whole story. How is that, of course, connect to the most important subject, Purim? What is the connection? What happened on Purim is the only holiday in the year that you're capable to draw the original vessel for before the sin, before Adam and Eve, before everything. Only holiday. There is no other Jewish holiday who can do that. Not Yom Kippurim. It's called Kippurim. Kippurim in Yom Kippur. What is Kippurim? Like Purim. 
כף, the letter כף meaning כמו, like, פורים, meaning they try to tell you that כיפורים even cannot reach that level. יום כיפור is here, פורים is here. It's below, not even Shabbat, no Passover, nothing. Purim is the highest holiday of achievement. If you know what I just shared with you. If you don't know, it becomes just a drinking habit. Everybody drinks some vodka. Mordechai, Purim, let's dance. And I hope, you know, we're going to do Purim here on Wednesday night. I hope people don't just come here to drink and listen to music. You have to have consciousness. You have that, that. You know, and without that, it becomes a party. I mean, we can do party on Sunday. We don't have to do it on Wednesday night. But what will be between Wednesday night to Thursday night, is the light, the original light that was created in this universe, is accessible, it's available. Why? Why? So Rav Ashlag and Rav Brandwell actually explained it like that. What exactly happened in Iran? What happened exactly in Persia? What was so, so unique about those people that they revealed the highest amount of light? If you remember the story, I'll make it very short, a man by the name of Amen, he come from the Amalek, and other men on the other end is the Mordechai, he's come from the tribe of Benjamin, exactly like King Saul. So now, there is a meeting, there is something going on. Amon want to get rid of all the Jewish people in Iran and all the people, the Jewish people in the entire world. Exactly like Joseph Stalin, if you know the, the, the story of Joseph Stalin. They want to get rid of all the Jewish people exist. Why the Jewish people? Why? Why? Did you ever ask yourself? Why you wake up in the morning, I don't like the guy with the armor, I can't kill him. Where does this come from? I mean, God is involved. So if somebody want to get rid of the Jewish people, we need to know the why. We need to know the reasoning. We need to know the how. What is that they carry within them that you need to get rid of them? The Jewish people represent that aspect, that original vessel from the Pchina Aleph, from the Tzimtzum Aleph, from the first vessel that went under construction. They represent it. They represent it. And when they are doing their work, which unfortunately not a lot of Jewish people are still doing their spiritual work, when they're doing the work, real work, they actually can bring the light for the whole world. Not just for themselves, the whole world. That's why in Sukkot, if you know in Sukkot, we pray for the whole nation. We don't allow to pray for us. On Sukkot, every day of the Sukkah, you, you parim, parim shivim, 70 bull that we sacrifice. That's how it used to be in the temple. Every day you sacrifice from a different nation. You're not allowed to do it for the Jew. Every day of Sukkot, you do it for the nation. How come? How come? Because that's your job. If you are the strongest desire to draw the light, you cannot draw it for you. Because that will bring it back to the way it was in the beginning of creation, where it's destruction. You're not allowed to draw it to you. What happened in Iran? What happened in Persia? When they heard the decree of killing everybody, everybody fast for three days. Three days straight, guys. That's a lot. Three days first. No, no food, no drink, no nothing. They're dying almost, right? It's called Mesirut Nefesh. Mesirut Nefesh meaning self-sacrifice. They were not self-sacrifice like you have a bomb on you and you bomb with everybody. Self-sacrifice meaning you, you sacrifice you, not to sacrifice another 20 people with you because you don't feel, like to feel alone. You work on the you. They were working on themselves to say no to their desire. Why? Because the original light, and I'm going to let you time to ask questions because it's a lot on your mind. This is new for you. The original light that was created by the creator in the beginning is a lot of light. It's called light of wisdom, light of chokhmah. It's a lot of light. It's almost like touching a high voltage with your hand. 
that can kill you. You need filters. You need something to filter that high voltage that you can enjoy it. If I'm gonna put my finger into the socket and I say I wanna feel like hot water, no. I have to go to the shower. The hot water will be turned on by using electricity, by using whatever, and then we have energy going on to my body or whatever it is, or shower or light or camera. That's how you use electricity. It has to go to some filter. That filter called all the chasadim, light of mercy. That energy called light of wisdom. They need to be together. If the light of wisdom just go by itself, you can kill yourself. That's why we had to hide the original creation until we're ready. On Purim was the only time, last time, that it happened and no more that it will happen, say the Zohar. It will never happen again that actually human being revealed the original light that was created because they created enough vessel, enough uh, filter, if you wish, enough filter so you could bring that light together, down together. What they did, they fast. When they fast, a miracle happened and the decree to kill all the Jew, stop. When they saw that, they become happy about their spiritual wisdom, about the Torah. And that's why it's saying in the end of the Megillah, Kiblu, okay, the Kiblu, meaning the, what happened to the, to the Israelite in Mount Sinai, God came to them and said, either you receive the Torah, I will kill you right now. That's not exactly a free will, you know. Kill me right now, Torah. I take Torah. Give me, give me, give me two, right? Two thousand. I take two, no problem. You know, I kill you if I, That's not a choice. That's a fear. God, you scared me. It's like the mother say, either you eat your, your food or no video game. What do you think the kids will do? Eat the food. Does the kids want to eat the food? No. Fear. Fear work. That's why fear sells so well among religious organizations. Fear, 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 fear. Fear, fear, you're gonna die, you're gonna have hell. Yeah, it sells very well. It's a mess. Selling point is scaring people. Either you go become religious and you get scared, or you listen to pharmaceutical and you get even more scared, right? What's what's in fashion today? Prostate cancer, breast cancer. I mean, they will tell you they're advertising on that. I mean, if you're not feeling sick enough to watch TV, they will. Uh, well, what's coming is a new cancer right now. Da, 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 da. Now you're scared enough. We're good. We got you as a client. A client become your client when they're scared. That's what they do to people, unfortunately. And we are fragile. So God is telling you, Torah or die right now? Choose. Torah. But did you really choose it? No. It was fear. What happened in, in, in Iran, in Persia, the last time it happened, and the last time it will happen till the Messiah will come, they were able to raise their level of consciousness to love love spirituality, not do spirituality because they're afraid. The whole universe is changing now. I don't know if you're aware of that. The world is changing. It used to be all religion, religion and scary, religion and scary. Now people are more choosing. Many parents get angry with their kids. And I tell the parents, I said, you know, the kids are teaching you something too. Don't, don't judge your kids. They come to wake you up. You know, they come to wake you up to see maybe your path is wrong. You know, I know my kids are my, my, my teacher. You know, they teach me that, that's wrong, that's right. Okay, I, I start to view life differently. And we all have to do that. Sometimes you meet the wrong people. They have to teach you a lesson too. Not all bad people are bad for you. Some bad people, that slap in the face, suddenly is the biggest, the best teacher you can have. Best teacher. I know a lot of us don't like to meet the wrong people. But the wrong people are needed. I need it. I have a rabbi today called me very upset. 
He's a very old rabbi. He's a very righteous man. And he's very depressed. He said, Liao, I don't know what to do. I'm teaching for so long, and the student don't get it. And I start smiling. I said, take off! I said, Liao, I call you for help, and you're smiling. He said, what's so funny about it? I said, listen, how are we going to be a good teacher? How are we going to ever be a good teacher as a rabbi? We need the wrong people to meet us. Yeah. And then if I cannot overcome that, then uh, I need to practice to become better. That's the way it is. I remember first business uh, lecture I gave. I gave two business uh, lectures in New York City. New York City is a little different in LA because people first disagree with you and you have to convince them to agree with you. So when you do a speech, you know, people will kill you, basically. I mean, you have to be ready. You're going to get shot with every corner. And I did the presentation I did a thousand times in LA and I'm coming. It's an edge fund group. I'm doing that. My God, I had five minutes. Five minutes. It was like, whoa, okay, okay, okay. Let's start again. I had to, but... In the end, the person who organized for me said, are you okay? I mean, the people were really rough here. And I said to him, I really enjoy it. He said, why? I said, because I grew up and understand. And if I grew up and understand, that's real. And then they will feel it. And he said, you should, because people were attacking. I said, you will see. The next day, we have a few clients from there. They called me, I said to him, you see? They keep calling me now. They, want, they, they, they felt something. I'm not there to impress them I'm the best and everything. That's not my job. My job is to deliver a message that can be good for you. If I will think about me, then that's not a lecture. That's kind of to impress you with public speaking or whatever. But if you leave with something, even one thing, and you go home with one thing, that's it. That's the goal. The goal that you will win, not that the speaker will win. If the speaker won, we lost. If the, if the student won, we won. That's how you know it. You know? That's how you know it. So again, going back to the old concept of what I talk about. In Iran, because the fa when they fast, a miracle happened. Amon couldn't kill them. They start celebrating. When they celebrate, they start worship God with love, not with fear. When they reach that level, they start drawing the original light that God wants to give humanity. Because the light that we're experiencing, the blessing we're experiencing right now, is filtered in about 99%. We don't even have... Mm, less than 1% that we're receiving of what we have. Even if you think you have it all and you kind of have a cool home and a nice, I don't know, whatever you have in life, it's still nothing compared to what you have to have. Can you imagine that you will have everything you ever want to and you cannot enjoy it? Can you imagine that feeling? You cannot enjoy everything you have. It's a terrible feeling. I'm leaving this, this room. Let's say this room will be full with all the people I want in my life and all the money I want, everything you ever dream about, but you don't have the ability to enjoy it. That's what symptom, that's what contraction means. Meaning I cannot truly touch it. I cannot grasp it. It's there, but I can't. You, you have all the chocolate in the world, but you have problem with your blood. You have some sugar, you can't have it. Okay, I'm sure you're going to say put agave in there or something, fix it. <laughs> yeah, so all of those things, I mean, we need to understand that we need to do a tikkun. We need to do something about it. Purim, when you come to Purim, make sure that you understand what you're there for. That's why we're reading the Megillah. Why are you reading the Megillah? Why the Megillah is to be open and being almost thrown on the floor? Why it's not like Torah, respect on the table? To show you that the light of Purim is not like any other light. It's spreading everywhere. Why in Purim, if you catch me, I always have money in my pocket, cash. And anybody who asks me for money, of course, of course, of course, of course. Why is that? Why? I'm such a loser that even a person who cheated me last week, I'm going to give him money? Why? I will give. It doesn't matter who the person is. Because in Purim, the light that comes down is the original light of creation 
what happened before the sin of Adam and Eve. So it's spreading out. Everybody should carry on them singles and money or whatever you're capable of giving. You got to give. That's why what we're doing on Purim. We're doing Mishloach Manot. We're giving packet of food to different people that we love. We're supposed to send, and, and thank you, Mark and Carter, you sent me a very nice packet. And, and you're supposed to send food, at least three items or two items on a plate, and you give it. If you cannot afford it, at least cookie and something, that small, and cover it nicely and give it to your neighbor and say, this is Mishloach Manot. Why we have to do all of those things in Purim? Did you ever ask yourself why? Because Purim need vessel to reveal the light that is coming. The light that is coming is so strong that if you don't have an act of sharing, those light that coming down can destroy you. It will be actually working against you, not for you. That's why everything about Purim is giving. Matanot le'evyonim, you know, giving to the poor. Everything is about sharing and giving. So why, what is the idea of the alcohol? Why is the one holiday, one Jewish holiday is supposed to drink? Actually, it's commend you. Talmud said, you must drink. You must drink. But Ravashtak talk about that drinking. And he say, only the great, the Gdolei Ador, it's called, the greatest scholar of spirituality should drink. That's what Ravashtak writes. Who is Gdolei Ador? So he asks, who is the greatest person in our generation? Your mind. Your mind versus your body. Look at your mind. Your mind is circle. No beginning, no end. The body is linear, beginning and end. So we have different consciousness, body consciousness versus mind consciousness. The mind, if you drink with the mind, like what I, what I taught you tonight, that's a different drink. Then you're holding whatever you tequila or maquila or vodka, you're holding the drink, you meditate. You cannot die, but they're drinking. That's how you know somebody has issues. How do you know somebody has issue? You know, when the movement of the head becomes like this. The taste, learn what's inside the car. Don't do it, just shut the taste, taste the flavor. If you no longer taste the flavor, maybe you should see some, an addict thing, you know? I work in an addiction facility for three years. You know, the difference between somebody who drink or have addiction is they no longer enjoy it. That's, that's, that's the only way to know. They no longer enjoy the wine, they drink in the wine. They no longer enjoy the drugs, they take in the drugs. They no longer enjoy the sex, they have to do sex. It's all about you no longer enjoy what you're doing. You have to do it. It's a temptation. It's a sense. I have to do it. I have to, why? I don't know. I have to do it. So it's no longer in control. You lost it. You lost it. You're, no long, you're drawing light that destroy you instead of light that build you. So for that reason, every act on Purim has to be an act of sharing. Every act of Purim has to be an act of sharing. That's called mind level, circular level. If you're drinking from the linear level, Meaning, my body, I need a drink, I need. Once you say, I need a drink, please don't touch the drink on Purim. Take your finger, put the vodka, put it in your tongue, it's enough. Give it back. It's all about drinking and get drunk, as the Talmud said. The Talmud said you should get drunk on Purim until you don't know the difference between good and bad. What does that mean? You climb to a highest level, highest level, there is a high level called the ends of, the endless. In the ends of, there is no difference between good and bad. It's a place, it does not. But... Did you drink it before you thought that way? Or you drink it and you try to get to that way? If you drink it and you try to get that way, that's a body consciousness. But if you think about it, you meditate. You say there is a place where good and bad don't exist. There is a place that high and low don't exist. There is a place there is no sweet and bitter. It's all one. He and his name are one. It's all one. This exists only in the endless. 
And that can only reveal on Purim. So when you drink like that, you tap into something which already exists. That's Purim. That's why you dance on Purim. That's why you listen to music. That's why you drink. That's a reason for everything. It cannot be just, eh, that's a nice holiday, you know. I know that. Why not? It's an opportunity to drink. Here at the Megillah, everybody come usually to party with us. So they come with a drink and everybody with a bottle. Okay, where's the party? Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. First, we're in the Megillah. First, we got to read the Megillah. And they're reading the Megillah. is you know, take 45 minutes with me, like to talk. It's another 20 minutes. So we have a problem. People are coming like, oh my God, this guy's going to finish or what? You know? And the point is, that reading of Megillah, that explanation before the Megillah, that machatita shekel, you know, you're supposed to give half a shekel at that night. That seuda, the food you're eating, the food you're eating will make that light last for the whole year. If you don't eat the food, it's not going to last. It's only going to be for that night. Why? That's why it's called achila. Achila. Achila stands for achal yutkei. The yutkei, the chokmah and vina, the yutkei is eating. Shtiya, shatai yutkei, drinking. Drinking the UK, the Chokhmah and Vila, everything with the code, everything is secret. But unfortunately, religion corrupted a lot of those things, and what left is uh, religion. Not uh, spirituality, no meaning. You gotta have the meaning in every second of your life. Meaning, why am I drinking? Why am I eating? Why am I dancing? Why am I smiling? I need to know those things. I'm connecting to the original light that God created, and He hide it. Ganzola Tzadikim Lavo. Hide it. No more available. Now it's available on Purim. Am I not going to draw it? Am I? No way. That light defines how happy you're going to be the whole year. That light defines how you're going to enjoy what you already have. I mean, I want to I do that. So don't come for the purpose of drinking or eating or dancing or music, which is important to be happy. But remember that those are tools to tap you into that light. Not the other way around. Not that that's the goal. Those are only tools. If they become the goal, you lost Purim. If they become the tool, you celebrate as much as you can. Jump and drink and dance and be crazy. You know, no problem. But if you're coming from a place of, I'm here to dance, I'm here to drink, I'm here to that, you're not going to get the real energy of, of Purim. That's why it's called, what we're reading, what the name of the scroll? Megillat Esther. Scroll of Esther. But if you know Hebrew, Megillah means to reveal it. Esther means conceal. Megillat Esther, to reveal what conceal. Megillat Esther, to reveal what conceal. What's concealed? That light is concealed. It's no longer available. And only on Purim it's available. So I need that light. But I don't need it without giving. If you get this light without a, a, a person doing chasadim, doing kindness, that light can burn you. Because the light needs a place to be. It's like me touching electricity without a filter. So you cannot just, eh, why not, why not, is that. So, I know, I know it's a lot on your mind. Maybe I stop and ask you if there is a question. And then uh, I, I just share with you one thing. Was that too much, Abby? It was good? And my wife like this, tell me if I win. Because I can get excited and then I lose the people like that. Then I will enjoy and then they, you have any question or you don't even know what to ask, that's how, bad, how, how deep it was. You know? Well, don't be shy to ask, even if it's a, what do you think bad question is a good question. Uh, cool, so, cool. And then what's the context, uh, the, the text of the Megillah say? What's in the Megillah? What's in the Megillah? So the Megillah basically has no name of God revealed there. But, for example, if you take four words together in the Megillah, 
and most people will not be able to see that secret. For example, when Eamon say, uh, this is not worth nothing for me. It's actually the Sofetevot, the end of every letter is Yudke Vavke. It's the name of God, reverse wife, which is prevent cancer and it's connected to the month of cancer. It's, it's, there is so many codes in the Megillah. I do those codes as I'm reading it. My son will be here, so they will push me to read it fast, so you will, guys will not have to see too long. So I will read it real fast, but I need to do the few meditation for myself and for you. And if they will not rush me, I will be able to do it long. I mean, if you're okay with it, I mean, no you can drink and let me read the Megillah, and I will be very happy. I'll be very happy if, I, if, if my, my family will let me go on with that. That will be, that will be good. So, one more thing, because we're still in Parashah of Tzav. And what's the difference between Yom Kippur, I start with that, and Purim? It sounds the same. Yom Kippur, okay, the Yom, you know what Yom Kippur is, right? Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur is the day that we come in front of God and we ask for forgiveness. It's, the, it's considered one of the most important day of the year. There is five things that you prevent yourself from doing. No leather shoes, right? No, no shower, no, no, no eating, no drinking, no sex. Five things you can't do on Yom Kippur. Those are the five things. Why are you supposed to do those five things? Because in Yom Kippur, you're also tapping to that type of light, but you have to prevent yourself from enjoying that light. That's Yom Kippur. That's why it's like Purim. But on Purim, you tap into that light, and you're not supposed to prevent yourself from doing anything. Only by doing chasadim, by doing kindness, you can enjoy that type of light. And I hope, I hope you're excited as I am excited about it because that's, that's a, it's a game changing. You know, it's the it's it's whole thing is, is like changing the way things go for you. So for example, it's say like this. It's on Yom Kippur, it's on Yom Kippur, you have three types of people, righteous, wicked, and mediocre, like us. We are mediocre, right? Nobody's only do evil. We are like this. We don't do evil every day. We don't do perfect every day, but we, you know, in between, we mediocre, you know, mediocre, one day good, one day bad. So that's mediocre. I mean, I'm not talking while you're doing the sin. While you're doing the sin, you consider a, a, a bad person, like a wicked person. While you're doing the mitzvah, as the Tanya said, you consider righteous. But in between, if you don't do anything, you consider mediocre, not while you do that. Okay, they say, the wicked people, we don't even talk about them because the judgment is already done in Rosh Hashanah. Okay? So only the mediocre. What about the mediocre? If they do tshuva, if they do repentance, if they change, they have a chance to get that light that we are getting for free on Purim. That's, that's basically the difference between that. What is the name of that light? If you want to know the name of that light, it's called Gilui Or Achokmah Ve'usod Or Achaim. It's called light of wisdom, which is the light that gives you life. When a person gets sick, what they need is light of wisdom. That's what actually makes them cure. Where does the light of wisdom come from? It's coming from that secret place that we're supposed to hide, so we have a problem. So how do you bring the light without it hurting you? Chesed. You have to do or the chasadim. You have to find something which is uncomfortable for you to do. It has to have within it the sharing aspect. Sharing with somebody you love, not consider yet an effort. Somebody with somebody you can't stand. Now we're talking about an effort. You know, giving the soup to, I don't know, your ex-wife or ex-husband or whatever people who you hate or you fight with them in court. Then now we're talking. Now that's, that's a big deal. 
Some people ask me, I say, Liao, I cannot give my ex-wife the, the gift because she can sue me and all kind of details with the lawyer. I say, well, why do you have to say your name? Why do you have to say your name? Send the package with no name, with chocolate and flour. Make them happy. Make them happy. It's chasadim too. It's kindness too. And then you draw the light. Why well, you have to have the ego? I send it to you. How about you send it? Because that's agenda. That's not chasadim because that there is agenda in it. But what normally will happen to a person who doesn't work on himself, and that would be the last thing, and then we're going to do short meditation. It's A, when, when a person is about to draw light of wisdom without doing kindness. You know, sometimes I, I'm, I'm very tempted to get that light. That light feels great. That light feels like the highest you ever get from drugs and sex and everything together and chocolate. Every, everything higher, combine it together, that's called light of wisdom. That's the highest light. Nothing is higher than that. So you say, we become addicted to it. We want that light. But we want to get this light without doing something for it. So that's called chet. Chet means a sin. So it's saying in the Zohar, Tzav, verse 24. When a person is about to sin, he burns himself in the fire of the evil inclination. Because the evil inclination, missing the original light. I want it and I want it now. So the old parasha of Tzav is talking about sacrifice. Why do we need to do sacrifice? One of the sacrifices was Korban Ola. Korban Ola, the fire, the fire is supposed to be on an altar and it never will be diminished. Why do we have to do it? Look at the Zohar saying verse 25. This fire has to be always. Why? So you can break the evil from within who only want to draw without sharing. That's all spirituality standing on one, one leg. Spirituality is not, it's not about how big is my yarmulke, or if I have tzitzit, or if I don't have tzitzit, or my beer, is it growing or not? This is grow by itself. This you could buy in a store. This you could buy in a Spirituality is, are you doing sharing before you're thinking about receiving? If you don't do that act, then I'm sorry, even if God give you the light, you will not enjoy it. You will have light. You will have money. You will have fame. You will have everything. But still, you will be nobody. Nobody. You will be nobody. Why? Because in the eyes of everybody, everybody clapped their hand. Oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing. What amazing. In, in your own eyes, you cannot build a character without you building yourself. And that's what you see a lot of time. When I meet famous people who become so famous, they're in a magazine every day, and they go to the magazine and say, Elio, see, see what they wrote about me? I said, but at least they wrote about you. I mean, my name is not even there. Be happy. But no, I can't take it. How dare it? I did it. And lawyers and problem. It's not fun because there's a lot of light of wisdom without light of mercy, without kindness. You cannot just receive without finding a way. How can I give? And I'm not talking about just money, guys. Money is one way. It's not the only way. Giving is going to be a smile. Yeah, smile to a person who's depressed. Smile. Check on somebody texting them. How are you? How is family? doesn't have to cost all the time. People think money right away sharing. Money might be the easiest. Might be the easiest. You know, reaching to the neighbors who go into a rough time. Knocking on the door. Hey, Joe, how you doing, Joe? If you need money, of course, to help them will be a chesed, will be kindness. But they, they need somebody to talk to. Loneliness is one of the hardest things in our universe. I don't know if you know that. Loneliness is one of the worst things happening in our universe now. You need to know that. It's very sad. 
If you don't care about a person who's going through a rough time being alone, then we don't have a heart. We have to care. Spirituality begins when I look at a lonely person and, and I'm in pain that I'm not able to do a lot of them. You know, we had a story here last week. I didn't know if I will tell you this or not, but I will. So last week, I don't remember what day it was, Dig Thursday, and I was outside. Usually I do my walk or run. So uh, the schedule was not permit me, so I was not sure should I go for my business meeting or should I go outside and do a little walk. So I'm very confused. I'm standing uh, right outside the house. I see two individuals walking from next door that not belong to next door. And I ask, you know, those of you who know me, I can be sometimes aggressive, say, who are you? Are you living there? So no, we're not living there. Uh, 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 and they say, hey, how many people live there? Ah, already suspicious. Yeah. Not only they don't live there, they ask people living there. I said three. Even I know there's not three people there. I want to see the reaction. Oh, three, that's what I thought. Oh, that's second. Now good. Now good news here. And we called the police. Da -da -da -da. I mean, it's the first time ever I have a helicopter above my house and above that house. Police came. Da -da. Unfortunately, what I didn't know, that the next door neighbor died. And nobody, and they try to get into the house and control it, you know, the, the homeless and all this and that. I didn't even know. Yeah, it's a true story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so what I try to tell you, what, and people come to take me, Eliyahu, you're a hero. So I'm not the hero. I was actually having an argument with myself outside with the short, or to go back to the meeting, or the short, and I'm standing like, what do I do? No, half, half an hour, I can take a walk. No, in the end, I didn't do anything. I'm just standing there, good, confused. And you know, when you didn't do anything, and people come tell you, wow, let me tell you. Now I start worrying. I said to my wife, uh-oh, that of wisdom. What do I do? Kindness. Got to find some kindness. There's a lot of respect going on. People come, look at the door. Thank you so much. You helped their sister drove all the way. Thank you. And she died. The poor girl was mentally ill, unfortunately. And she was here for a long time. And uh, I never saw her, by the way. Never saw her face. She always in the house, and she passed away. And I said to my to God, thank you for using me to reveal that uh, secret that she died was they will not bury her, they will not know about it. So Hashem, God put me in the wrong place, in the wrong time, with the wrong people, with the wrong situation, revealing the right thing. So when you meet the wrong people, don't get angry. There's something going on. There's a big picture, big picture. Just wait. Wait, be strong, be awake. It will happen. So that's why the Zohar is telling you that fire of spirituality is Because there is two fire in you. There is fire of holiness, fire of you know, of holiness, of excitement from spirituality, meaning excited to share. And there is a different kind of excited, excited to receive. And when you have excited to receive, you're no longer controlling anything in your life. It starts to control you. So on Purim, we actually revealed that desire to receive, revealing that energy which is dangerous for us. Only in Purim, we can actually use it. Only on Purim, we can actually use that energy. That's why we're coming. That's why we're reading the Megillah. That's why it's called revealing of the concealment because you're supposed to conceal that energy of receiving. But on Purim, Megalimenta Esther, Megillat Esther, we revealed the Esther, we revealed whatever was concealed. Okay? I'll take you to short meditation. As I promise you, I was a little bit long today. Forgive me for that. But I, I had to share it. That was scary a little bit. Okay. Okay. If you want to meditate, good. If you don't, it's good too. 
Meditation, what is meditation? In Hebrew, Kabbalah, it's called itbonenut. Itbonenut meaning looking into something. You're looking into something. So the way, the way that you work on is basically when you're breathing, you know, you have your belly buttons, you have your chest. This is two masachim, it's two, two curtain. One, two, if you want to know them all, it's one, two, three, four, and five is actually the all lips, but I'm not going to go to the all explanation. What you want to focus is basically belly buttons and chest. Belly buttons is where you came from, your mother, connect to your mother, even if you didn't get along with her, you have to find a connection to something. Connect to your mother, almost plugging in. And the chest is what you become, how you express yourself. Okay, so we all have a hidden source of bringing the energy down. A inner source that brings the energy into clarification of good or bad, right or wrong. And we want to connect to that Esther. We want to connect to that little, little doubt, okay? So you can put it in between. You don't have to put it here. You can do it like this. You can do it like this. You can put it on your knee. Whatever you make you feel comfortable. The main thing is don't cross arm and leg. Don't cross arm and leg, no matter what you do. And you want to make sure that the energy as you're breathing, slowly, slowly, breathe in and exhale about five times as deep as you can, okay? And slowly, slowly, be open to receive light. Light that will make it clear to you the difference between good and bad, decision-making, and the bottom line, happiness. Purim is all about happiness. I want to achieve happiness. Simcha, chidu, happiness. I want to achieve happiness in my life. Happiness from small thing doesn't have to be a big thing. I want to receive the blessing of happiness. And the way I will receive it is by creating a vessel of sharing, any type of sharing. Sharing my time, sharing my money, sharing my pride, sharing my knowledge, wisdom, whatever you have in you that you're capable of sharing will allow that light that you're looking for to be revealed without it will hurt you. Now from all the people that you share in your mind, I want you to choose one person that you're not crazy about and just make a promise to yourself, don't say it, that you will try on Wednesday morning to deliver to them some type of gift. It can be food, it can be whatever you want. They don't have to know it's you. But try, if you can, to create a big vessel of giving so the receiving light from the time of creation will be yours. It all depends on how you're giving, the quality of your giving.
going to focus on your breathing again. In and out a few times. then slowly open your eyes. I thank you for coming and hopefully we can find it uh, easy, you know, to share this week, especially the next two days is very, very important as much as we can so we can reveal the light that exists that's called Light of Wisdom or the Chokhmah.